0: Did you know that students get it free? The Irish Times offers a free digital subscription to all full-time undergraduates. Keep up to date for free with quality journalism and reporting. Claim yours today at irishtimes.com slash subscribe slash student. Last September, when Gardaí arrived to search the house of retired Superintendent John Murphy, they weren't actually looking for drugs. They were hoping to find evidence of alleged leaks from members of Angaarda Shihana to the Hutch criminal gang. But what they found was more than €250,000 worth of cannabis, as security and crime editor Conor Lally explains.
1: When the house was searched and, you know, hundreds of thousands of euros worth of cannabis was uh, found in the house, you know, people were really shocked. I mean, his father was a very well-known Garda member and very well-liked, you know, very popular man. The fact that he was storing the stuff in his house was really seen as a kind of a schoolboy error and... I suppose it compounds people's surprise.
0: Last week, Murphy was given a hefty six-and-a-half-year sentence for the crime. But what was he doing with the drugs in the first place? And how does he fit into the ongoing inquiry into corruption within the force? I'm Sarah Pollock, and this is In the News from the Irish Times. Today, a senior Garthas fall from grace. Connor, let's start with the basics. Who is former Garda Superintendent John Murphy?
1: Yeah, well, as you say, John Murphy is a former superintendent in on Garda Síochána. He lives in Clontarf on the north side of Dublin. He's from a Garda family. His father was a chief superintendent in the Guards, and one of his brothers is in the Guards as well. Now he's a he's a serving uh, senior officer. So he had a pretty glorious career inside on Garda Síochána. He got promoted very quickly and. Mm. When he retired about 12 years ago, aged 50 years old, as I say, he had already been promoted to superintendent. So, you know, a very well-known guy within Angarda Chicana. But obviously, since he left the police force, things have, you know, taken a few bad turns for him, uh, clearly. And he was convicted this week in the courts for his role in basically storing hundreds of thousands of euros worth of cannabis in his home in Clantarf. So he was arrested in September of last year. He would have been granted bail at that stage, but he didn't actually take up bail. So he's been in jail for the last year and he was jailed on Tuesday for six and a half years. You know, he's got a long prison sentence ahead of him. And obviously now he he has gone from being a, you know, a fairly respected former guard as superintendent to being a prisoner in jail for very serious drug crime. So it's an extraordinary story, really. It is for sure. How
0: did Garthy become aware that he was involved in the drugs trade?
1: Yeah, I mean, the background to this case and the background to the search on his, on his house last uh, September is really interesting. There were concerns within the Guards last year that confidential information that was, you know, only available from within the Garda organisation was being passed on to the Hutch Organised Crime Group. Now, an inquiry began by the National Bureau of Criminal Investigation, which is effectively the Garda's serious crime squad. And at the end of last September, the NBCI, they they carried out five searches as part of their inquiry into these alleged uh, leaks to the Hutch organised crime gang. And one of those searches was at the house of uh, former Superintendent John Murphy. Mm -hmm. Now, when Gardy called to his house, they weren't expecting to find... Drugs there, but as they carried out a search, you know, they were hoping to find things like uh, mobile phones, maybe you know, laptops, and that kind of thing. And normally, with guard inquiries now, they will, you know, take all of these things and they'll analyze them and see, you know, phone records, text records, emails, and all of that. But as they were searching uh, John Murphy's house in Clontarf, they found essentially uh, three or four consignments of cannabis hidden in the property.
2: One in a walk-in wardrobe in the master bedroom and seven in a coal bunker in the back garden. More cannabis was found in a bag in the back seat of his car and CCTV footage showed Murphy at an industrial estate in County Meath collecting some of the bags later found at his home.
1: So in total, the guards issued a press release uh, after the five searches last year And they said that €600,000 worth of cannabis had been found and 47000 in cash. And if we fast forward now over the past year, John Murphy was then charged with 13 kilos worth of that cannabis, which was valued at about €260,000. Now, when the drugs were found at his house, he was actually arrested on the day as part of an inquiry into allegations that people were, quote unquote, helping to enhance the strength of an organised crime gang. So Mm. the drugs weren't the key thing on the day. As I say, Mm. the drugs were an unexpected find at his house. And really the inquiry was about these alleged uh, leaks to the the Hutch organisation. But obviously when the drugs were found, the nature of the inquiry changed and he's now been, you know, he was charged with the drugs. And obviously he's been convicted and now sentenced to six and a half years.
0: I want to ask now about his connection with the Hutches. Do we know how and why he got involved with this criminal gang?
1: So I mean I suppose one important thing to say at this stage is the the kind of drugs element of the inquiry into him is over um, and mm. he's obviously in jail for that now. But the allegation that information was being passed from within the guards to the hutch group that is still you know under investigation by the guards and we don't really know where that's going to go but certainly john murphy would have spent the majority of his career on policing in places like uh, raihini clontarf and both in the north and south inner city certainly during his time on the force the hutch organized crime group would have been a you know fairly prominent uh, crime organization at that time mm. So really any Garda coming up the ranks during that period would have come across the Hutch Organised Crime Gang. So it's not that unusual that he would have known some of these people. Very often when guards are carrying out inquiries into organised gangs, they will get to know some of the people that they're investigating. They'll get to know their wives, their partners, their kids and all of that. So the fact that he would have known them wouldn't have been unusual, but I guess... What the Garda investigation now is focused on is whether his knowledge of them and the kind of, you know, what you might call the professional relationship that he had with them on his time on the force turned into something else after he left. So really, that's the focus of the inquiry at the moment. The guards did become concerned last year that the Hutch gang had information on, you know, live and ongoing inquiries into them. And when they started to investigate these allegations, their suspicions fell on John Murphy and also a couple of people who were sti- who are still serving in the guards. And that's what led to the five searches in September of last year. So that's where it's at at the moment.
0: It does feel kind of incredibly troubling that such a senior Garda with a family background in the Garda could be suspected of helping the Hutches with information. I mean, how do you think this is going to be received generally?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess the first thing to say about, you know, these allegations, that information was, you know, finding its way from from inside the Garda organisation to the Hutch gang. You know, they are unusual allegations. They don't happen all the time. Having said that, um, we have had cases down the years over a long period of time. And even if you go back to you know, the heyday of the IRA and so on, um, and various other, you know, early organized crime groups back in the 70s, back in the 80s here in Ireland, you will get cases every now and then where there are concerns that confidential information is finding its way into the hands of organized crime. But it is unusual. And in this particular case, I mean, the suggestion that certainly John Murphy has put forward that he put forward when he appeared in court to be sentenced during the week about this uh, cannabis find at his home in Clontarf. He basically put forward the proposition that, you know, he had effectively fallen on hard times.
2: Defence counsel Michael O'Higgins said Murphy had debts of more than €850,000 at the time. He fancied himself as a business person, Mister O'Higgins said, but had the opposite of the Midas touch, and any investment he made went down the drain.
1: He said that he'd spent three hundred thousand euros on taxi licences, and when that industry was deregulated, effectively his you know three hundred thousand euro was worthless. So he basically said that after that investment went bad, he had to remortgage his home. He then obviously had you know retired from the guards. Then after a period. And he basically suggested that he fell into further financial hardship and that he had to get a loan of 129,000 euros from family and friends.
2: He said Murphy was also a functioning alcoholic, a factor which had clouded his judgment.
1: The theory that he was a very heavy drinker and that he was actually an alcoholic was also put forward. Mm. And I suppose he presented a picture of, you know, financial hardship and alcoholism combining to set his life on a spiral since he left the guards and this is why he ended up before the courts on serious drugs charges. Now, it didn't come out in court, you know, who he was holding these drugs for but certainly the judge said that he was holding the drugs for payment so i.e. storing the drugs in his house and being paid to do that and now the allegation is that he has become close to the Hutch crime gang really since he left um, on Garda Shia and the nature of that relationship, um, you know, the allegation is that it's, it's turned criminal and that's what's under investigation at the moment. So it's a really serious thing. I mean, somebody who's a former Garda superintendent, you know, it's a very trusted role in the guards. It's, I mean, when you rise up the ranks like that, you've obviously been, you know, promoted several times and it is a real concern that a person who went forward for promotion lots of times in in the Guards, kept rising up the ranks, is now at the centre of all of this. And even though he's retired from the force for quite some time, it's still a very poor reflection, really, on the Guard organisation. It's a real worry. And um, the concern, obviously, is that other serving members of the Guards, you know, were obviously part of this plot, to allegedly supply information to the Hutch gang.
0: Connor. how shocked were Garthy by John Murphy's home being raided last year and his conviction last week?
1: They were astounded last year that his house was even searched. And then when the house was searched and hundreds of thousands of euros worth of cannabis was uh, found in the house, you know, people were really shocked. I mean, his father was a very well-known Garda member and very well-liked, you know, very popular man. And people are very, very shocked that this particular man from being from the family that he's from is so heavily involved in all of this. There's also real surprise that, I mean, obviously people, as I say, are shocked that he got involved with drugs. But there's, people were very, very surprised that he was storing drugs in his house. It's really something that you just don't do if you're in any way smart if you're involved in organised crime so the fact that he was storing the stuff in his house was really seen as a kind of a schoolboy error and I suppose it compounds people's surprise a couple of people did seem to think that his life had probably spun into chaos they did believe that he was a very heavy drinker and they maybe thought that he'd fallen on hard times and just that his judgement had become very skewed since he left Mm. the guards so yeah there's a huge element of surprise in the guards Great concern as well that allegations that he's been supplying information to the Hutch organised crime gang are under investigation. That's a real concern within the force.
0: And on that, obviously the drugs aspect of this case is now over, but the inquiry into the alleged leaks to the Hutch gang is ongoing. What can we expect from that and when do we think we'll hear more?
1: Really, the the inquiry by the NBCI into the allegations that information was being supplied by the Hutch Gang, that is ongoing, and we really don't know how long that's going to go on for. We do know that five searches were carried out in September of last year. The guards, you know, seized things like phones, laptops, and so, and so on. The investigation team has also been going over things like, you know, access to the guard's uh, Pulse database to see was any information being, you know, checked about the Hutch gang at certain times of last year. And really, they're going through that work at the moment. They're trying to establish, first of all, if John Murphy was actually passing on information to the Hutch gang. If that is proven, they will also have to find out then where he got that from. Obviously, he's been retired from the Guards for like 12 years now. So if he's going to get his hands on confidential Garda... information about the Hutch group. He's going to have to get that from people who are, you know, still serving in the guards. Some of the people who were targeted in the searches last year are actually serving guard members. Um, There were two people suspended from the guards at the time. So their alleged role in this is also under investigation. Now, having said that, there's no findings about anybody, you know, reached as of yet. We don't know whether there will be findings reached. And You know, the the Garda team that's carrying out the inquiry, it hasn't ruled out the possibility that John Murphy may have been very good at harvesting information from people that he was still friends with, who were serving in the guards, that maybe during, you know, shop talk down the pub, if you like, things were being disclosed to him about ongoing investigations about the Hutch organization and that he then ran with that and that he supplied that to the gang. So even if he was passing on information, it's not a foregone conclusion. Indeed, it's far from a foregone conclusion that the people he was getting the information from knew what was going on and knew that, you know, he was passing it on. So uh, that inquiry is over a year old now. These investigations can be very complex. So Mm -hmm. it really could go on for quite some time.
0: Connor, it does seem unusual that someone who has been retired for so long, 12 years, as you've said, would be investigated for leaks to a crime gang. How useful would a retired guard be to a gang like the Hutches?
1: Yeah, it is a good question. And the thing about John Murphy is, I mean, as I say, he has been out of the guards for over 10 years. So he's, you know, he's gone a long time now. But the guard organization is one where People socialize with each other. A lot of guards only hang out with other guards. Even when people retire, they will keep in touch with their former colleagues, people who are still working and so on. So if you are a person like John Murphy, who was quite a well-known and, you know, popular guard, if you like, he had a lot of friends in on Shia He kept in touch with them. He socialized with them a lot during his time in the forest and afterwards. So If you're a person like him, even though you're gone from the job, you know, 10 or 12 years, you could be still quite plugged into the guard organization through your friends who are still on the force. And you could be quite good at, you know, asking them questions about ongoing inquiries and so on. So you could really use your contacts that you still have in the guards just to try and harvest information from the organization. So, While a retired Garda wouldn't be as a valuable an asset to an organised crime gang as a person who was still serving in the organisation, they'd be still pretty valuable, particularly if they were able to get other people to hand over information, basically.
0: So we now know that former Garda Superintendent John Murphy is jailed for the next six and a half years. Sentencing
2: him today, Judge Martin Nolan said he should have known better and been able to withstand the temptation of easy money, noting the retired superintendent's lack of prior convictions, his cooperation, guilty plea and his service to the state. He jailed him.
0: How difficult would prison be for someone like him, a former member of An Garda Yeah, I
1: mean, it's the fall from... Grace here is pretty spectacular. I mean, this guy, as I say, has gone from being a Garda superintendent to, you know, serving a fairly lengthy, I mean, the jail time that he got, six and a half years for the quantity of drugs that he was caught with. I mean, if you go over the records of drugs cases, the sentence is quite high. And that sentence is high because of, you know, who he is, because of the background that he's from, and obviously because he's a former Garda. And when Garda members or people like prison officers are caught, They will be generally kept on a wing in the jail on their own with other people who have to be separated from the wider prison population. So I suppose in one sense, prison can be a little bit more comfortable for them in that they're taken out of the wider prison population. But it's a massive step down. It's a massive shift in gear. He's also a man who's in his early 60s now. So the come down for him from the status that he enjoyed previously to being in jail now for over four years, it's generally a very hard transition for these people.
2: The Justice Minister said the case showed Garthi were not afraid to bring charges against their own
1: this is not the norm uh, and I think people do and have confidence in An Garda Shia Kana, but what's very clear irrespective of who you are or who you work for if you engage in this type of criminal activity or behaviour then there are very clear consequences.
0: Before we finish Connor in an entirely separate case another Garda is being sent forward for trial on corruption charges in Limerick. Cases like these will make ordinary people wonder what is the extent of this type of behaviour? So how does the force root out this kind of wrongdoing?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's very, you know, when people ask you what the extent of it is, it's, it's a really, really hard question to answer. And I think really there have been scandals in the guards from everything from, you know, counselling penalty points to, you know, lots of other issues down the years, even over the last like 10 or 20 years or so. And what Garda headquarters now in the last few years has tried to do is try to respond by being more proactive. So, for example, they've got a unit now called the Anti-Corruption Bureau. And what that's going to do is that's going to, you know, proactively try and gather up any concerns that people in the guards have about colleagues of theirs and to go and carry out inquiries into those So they're going to go out and try and find corruption rather than wait for scandal to blow up. The Guard Organisation is also bringing in things like, um, you know, random drug testing and so on. And this is all aimed at trying to weed out people and trying to catch people who are hanging out in social circles where drug taking is an issue. Because the Guard Organisation feels once... Servant Garda are in that kind of environment they can be very easily compromised by people involved in the drugs trade. So the guard organisation is trying to be more proactive about this but that's a work in progress really. They've really only become very proactive in the last I would say four or five years. That work is still underway and we've yet to see the fruits of it really yet. Um, I mean there have been a couple of widespread inquiries now in the last couple of years but They haven't really reached an outcome as of yet, so we'll have to keep an eye on them just to see how they conclude.
0: Conor Lally, thanks so much for your time today. Thanks, Sirkut. That's it for today. Today's episode was produced by Suzanne Brennan, Declan Conlon and Aideen Finnegan. In the news, we'll be back on Wednesday.